Welcome to another episode of Leader Generation by Tenlo Radio, a show where we help B2B and CPG marketers generate data that turns into money. And our host, Tessa Berg, is the VP of UX and Technology Strategy at Tenlo. Tessa and her team at Tenlo have collaborated with data science, software, and marketing experts in the last 10 years to develop and continuously evolve how a test and learn approach can effectively and efficiently help clients bring new products to market, accelerate leads through the funnel, and test new communication and sales channels. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Leader Generation. Today we have Vanessa Lulo, Marketing Director at MC Group Icon. We're going to be discussing how innovation and thought leadership has evolved in the physical brand space. Vanessa, thanks so much for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This is great. So on our past episodes, we've been interviewing sales and marketing leaders and learning how they've had to quickly evolve and change since the pandemic. That is extremely true in your space of physical branding. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to MC Group Icon. Yeah, so it's actually a pretty straightforward story. You know, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and graduated from Dominican University, which is a local school here. My background is actually in fashion design and merchandising with a focus on business marketing. So Shortly after that, after graduation, I was awarded a scholarship for Fashion Group International, which moved me to London for a little bit. I came back here, got my first job as an assistant buyer where I fell in love with consumer products, moved around the country a little bit, and then an offer from MC Icon came across my desk. Now, this was prior to the merger, so it was just Icon, but I've been with them now for the past six years as their marketing director. And we've done some pretty amazing things, but definitely the merger is ramping us up. So it's, it's going to be some good times. But a funny tidbit that I share is that obviously Icon and MC are both signage companies. But growing up, my dad owned his own signage company and I would work beside him weeding vinyl for lettering fleet trucks. And now I'm back here. So <laughs> That's awesome. That's definitely a term I've never heard before. Yeah, it's fun. It's where you literally take a little pin and you pick out all of the insides of the O's and the P's and anything that has a hole in it. Oh my gosh. What a great start. So when uh, did the merger occur between MC Group and Icon? So last September, um, September of 2019 is when we announced it. It obviously had been in the works for quite some time. Both of our leaders have a lot of respect for one another. So when it came to, it just was a natural combination of the two companies and they wanted to work together. So it was a great fit. That's the timing is kind of amazing. So you're just getting used to sort of conjoining these two companies, then the pandemic hits. What were some of the synergies that helped you evolve as you know, physical branding was changing so quickly? So it's really funny, you know, like you said, September came, the winter went, and then we're where we are in Corona season. But we had obviously our sales team remote for a lot of, for both sides of the company. So that just worked out. And then when everything started shutting down, our sales team and our marketing strategy definitely had to evolve into what can we offer our clients? What are they looking for? And what can we quickly deliver to them? So 
it's interesting because with all of the retail spaces or facilities or locations shutting down for our customers, their number one priority is their customer safety, right? So if a bank has to stay open, what were we able to do? We were able to offer plexiglass division so that customers could stay in contact with their bankers or for instance, pharmacies. That was a huge one. You know, we do a lot in the spaces of pharmacies and retailers that have pharmacies in them. So we had to deliver very specific requests for them on how people can get their prescriptions or how they can actually deal with a pharmacist. So we were able to really quickly restructure ourselves to be able to deliver on those needs. And it it was a really great collaboration between Now we're one company. We don't refer to ourselves as two separate ones, but it was a really great collaboration between all sides of the team. So it was product development. It was manufacturing. It was our sales team, obviously. It was also marketing, getting the collateral out there and and putting it up for people to see and and know that they could come to us as a resource. That's awesome. I mean, that takes so much alignment. And since the products themselves are time sensitive, it becomes even more important to shorten the sales cycle. Like that's something we talk about all the time. Like how do we get the sales cycle shorter? But in this case, you know, it's going beyond signage and brand. It's going towards the brand wants to stand for protecting their customers. So what were some of the things that you did to shorten that sales cycle and get those products out and to who needed them quickly? Well, definitely kudos to our sales team and definitely kudos to our operations team because without them, you know, without them being nimble and flexible, we wouldn't have been able to get going on what our customers needed immediately. So taking a step back from Corona for a minute and COVID, what we're doing now since the merger is we restructured our entire marketing team, right? We restructured our entire marketing strategy. So we were definitely... I would say we were preparing for something like this, Uh, not necessarily a COVID, but definitely looking at shortening the sales cycle from a marketing perspective because our sales cycles right now can go anywhere from six months to a year or longer. So having these workflows set up, right? Having the, the content creation, being able to quickly know what our customers were looking for, put it on a piece of paper, put it through social media, put it through a workflow for an email blast, you know, really targeting that. We were able to educate our customers a lot quicker and then have them come back to us. So they already were armed with the information they needed. They just needed to know what we had to offer. And we were able to get that to them in such a short amount of time. So that shortened in the scheme of COVID sales cycle, that shortened that going forward. We don't know what the world's going to do. We have no idea what two weeks is going to bring or, or a year from now. So We're definitely educating ourselves and putting processes in place so that we are able to be armed with all of the information and the products that we can get out there working with our entire organization. So I think we've done a great job. I'm kind of patting ourselves on the back, but we've, we've helped a lot of our customers achieve what they were looking for in the short run. And I just hope that we can continue doing that down the road with a new marketing initiative and everything that's coming out of the merger. That's awesome. So there was all this rapid change. Luckily, you were in this process of already looking at how these two companies come together to align. How has the pandemic or really physical branding evolved and what is going to be MC Group Icon's role now or how will that evolve even more in the future so it's not just what they need now but what what can branding be 
for your clients? Yeah, so it's really hard to say, right? Because going back to the day-to-day, we have no idea. But all we know is that our customers care about one thing, and that's their customers, right? They need people in the doors. They need to be able to interact with them. Obviously, transactions need to take place. So we need to be that flexible, nimble partner that they can go to for whatever they need. We are so fortunate to have you know, an executive leadership team that understands what is important and what's important to our customers. Our biggest thing with, and I can't give too much away because we're going to be launching our new brand and and website, but our whole mission and coming together seems to be well-rooted on both sides, right? We both share the same customer-centric approach. We, Our sales team, our operations team, everybody has the customer in mind. So really whatever they need is going to be what we can provide or we'll work hard to figure out a solution that will best accommodate their needs. Currently, right now, what does branding look like? It looks a lot different. It moves away from just a general letter set on the outside of a building or directional signage or I'll get back to directional signage in a minute or your standard maintenance proposal or construction RFP. What does it look like? You walk into a store, you ought, you immediately have a plexiglass or some sort of graphic telling you, you need to wear a mask. You need to go in this door. This door is shut. You know, everything is directing you. So our whole take on wayfinding has changed a little bit. We're mm-hmm. doing a lot for hospitality. We're doing a lot for grocery. We're doing a lot for banks in terms of arrows and, and directing people in the safest way to where they have to get so that they can make sure that their transactions are done correctly and safely. So we've put a lot out there, especially on LinkedIn with what we're offering. And I think it's just great. It's great how we've responded to it. Again, nobody knows the future, but we're getting there. Yeah. I feel like everyone's so busy. I don't know if you've had time, but have you been able to get any feedback from your clients or is that something on the radar to sort of see what has their reaction been to this kind of new form of physical branding or what have they been seeing from their, the customers coming into their locations? Yeah. So our sales team are in constant contact with their point of contacts with our customers. So any feedback that we've been getting is, you know, things are changing and they need to adapt and they need to change with them. So our answer to that is what can we do to better serve you? You have to adapt. We have to adapt. So how can we do it together? And what's the best possible output that can make people feel comfortable coming into your location, whether it be a bank, a grocery store, a, even a convenience store at a gas station? You know, people want to feel safe and know that they're in good hands. So how can we team up with them? I don't have any like hard and fast responses from a customer or, you know, I haven't really dug into the sales team for those, but I, I'm sure that what we've given them the need for it is only going to increase. So I think all has been good up until this point. So there are a lot of marketers who are targeting a similar space. Restaurants, retailers, banks have been mentioned, hotels. What are some of the things that have worked for you from a marketing perspective in getting in touch with clients? And what kind of, do you have any tips or tricks for that people can take away when they're looking at targeting these industries. So that's super interesting that you're saying that because we're going to take a step back from the actual service solutions that we're offering and just let you know that with this merger came an entirely 
blown up version of a marketing strategy, right? So taking a step back from before the merger, both teams were really reactive and we didn't have enough bandwidth and we didn't have enough time. It was coming from a really small marketing department. So our sales team was really driven and rooted in providing best-in-class customer service. They worked really hard to keep customers happy. They would come to us, they would make a request, we would deliver on it. Beyond that, there was no real time to implement a great strategy or change our thought process. So throughout this entire merger and then throughout the pandemic, we've completely shifted from an outbound to an inbound thought process where we are going to be their resource. We are going to be the thought leaders in these industries and we are really going to hone in. So we have created this great marketing strategy. We've worked with a lot of different agencies to develop content that's going to be going out there. You know, it's really just putting the time and effort in. And as you know, I'm still learning how to do that in this inbound mind shift, mindset shift. So it's going to be interesting how I take people's learning initiatives and I translate them into what we're doing too, because it's one big learning curve for all of us right now. Because again, with the pandemic, nothing stays the same, even though we shifted to this inbound, you know, it would be okay, target trade shows. Where's the trade shows? There's no trade shows anymore. How do we get in front of our target market? Where's our general audience hanging out? How are we going to do this through paid media? Are we going to do it through webinars? Are we going to do virtual events where we can really do experiential marketing and, and have something last? So, you know, my tips and tricks would just be keep an open mind, keep learning, read everything you can because people are doing some really creative, cool stuff. It's just, it's never been done before. What are we do? You know, mm -hmm. everything that we did before is going out the window. We have to really just be flexible and nimble and, and kind of deliver on new solutions. Yeah, I love that. It's almost just like your clients have had to sort of redefine really what signs mean for them. You're redefining how to be there in the right moment to give them the resources and the information they need to make decisions. Yeah. And you're right. It does take a lot of testing. Yeah. Uh, one thing I feel like we learn over and over again is there is no silver bullet. Yep. It'd be awesome if you could just do one thing and get all the leads, but you know, it's iterative and it, it changes and evolves with the target audience themselves. And daily. I mean, there's nothing that stays the same throughout the day. I mean, we're so fortunate that because of the merger, we're able to offer this expanded suite of offerings. You know, we've always had on both sides, a great signage history, a great repair and maintenance history. Icon brought to the, to the table, a construction division. And then on the MC side, we brought this growing and evolving energy solution. So our customers can really hone in on any one of those or if they need a full turnkey approach, we can offer that to them, but it's how do you get it in front of them, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. how do you make them see that we can be from concept to completion, they're one-stop shop. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I definitely think that we're a company to watch for the next year and really after the launch, see how it's going to evolve and see where it takes us. But that's the exciting part of it, right? It, it's stepping back from the solutions and really seeing how we can engage with the customer. So you're doing a lot of testing with inbound and getting the content out to your customers, getting closer to their needs. What are some things that you want customers to start coming to you for now that maybe they didn't before the merger or before the pandemic? 
now that you've shown that you can turn around these solutions so quickly? Yes, so I think we want to be that resource for them. You know, my goal in this is to really put out a lot of just research and show them how they can get a return, for instance, on an energy program. How can we be the cost savings police? You know, what can we do to save them money where they're able to put their best foot forward, look their best, be their best in any aspect of it? But what's the research behind it? You know, that's what people. I think want to see. They want to know what the numbers are. They want to see data. And I think having those data points where we were missing that before is really what's going to be important. So coming to us as that data research partner, knowing that we are going to have the metrics to back it up and that we're really going to be able to dive in a little bit deeper than just surface level selling, I think is going to be incredibly helpful to them. That's really fascinating. What are some examples of metrics that really sell physical branding? Yeah, so you can run, I mean, I'm in no way the expert here, but we have a ton of people on our team that can speak so intelligently on wattage hours. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but how lighting can save you money if you can retrofit your signage or your interior lights or you know your exterior parking lot lights, how much are you saving on your energy usage? We have an entire controls team where I was just talking to one of our team members the other day and she was super intelligent on this, but you know, you walk into a grocery store and everything is dark in your freezer section, but then when you walk in and you open the doors, the light comes on. So that's energy savings right there because the lights aren't on all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just this really great, view from the top of how you measure what people are doing. It's almost measuring patterns. It's really providing them an outlook into how their customers are shopping or what times are most important. Or even we find it, this is an old school example, but for daylight savings, we do night audits where we'll drive around to see, we have a team that does this, but drive around to see if a customer's signage is illuminated at night for after daylight savings, you know, is their branding showing their best or is it kind of dull and dim and their sign needs to be cleaned for fall and winter? There's all of these different avenues that they can take to ensure that they're coming out of the gate looking their best at any given time, summer, spring, winter, fall. That's awesome. So physical branding now not only means just a sign, but it means how do you use the lighting the way the sign is positioned, the way it's lit to communicate the values that you have for the customer. So they feel safe and that feeling comes from what they see and what they experience. That is really cool. So we are going to take a quick break for a message from our sponsor, Tenlo Radio. And that's a good place for a break. We'll be back in a minute. The global pandemic has changed marketing and sales as we know it. To plan and prepare for what's next, sign up for a one-hour remote digital readiness session with Tenlo. We'll talk about opportunities to align your digital marketing tactics to your business goals. Plus, you'll receive a digital readiness playbook with immediate next steps to execute measurable digital marketing tactics to drive growth. For more info and to sign up, go to Tenlo.com. And now back to our show. And we're back. So Vanessa, thanks so much for your time so far. In the last few minutes that we have, tell us a little bit about, you know, from a marketing and sales perspective, 
what are some of the data points or what are some of the trends that you'll be looking for to help inform what's next for MC Group Icon and really what's next for physical branding as a whole? Yeah. So because of the merger, we have this great team put together now. And what we're doing is we're looking at internal communication. Can't give you necessarily hard and fast data points on it, but we're looking at internal communication, external communication. How are we interacting with our website? How is our website interacting with other outlets around there? You know, who is going to be our source for getting our message out there? And again, this is going to come after the launch, which is going to be happening in the next few months. So it's going to be really exciting to see where we're pushing this and the whole avenue of lead generation and really finding our targets. That's what's exciting right now, right? Because it's something that we weren't doing before. We were just doing a lot of outbound and we were going to the trade shows and we were doing our due diligence to research our customers that we found there. But now it's a whole new world. It's opening at this gate up to an unlimited amount of people that maybe we hadn't touched before. So it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be a fun project and we're really looking forward to it. But after the launch, I can get a little bit more into what we're looking into in terms of strategic moves. Awesome. Well, I have to be a guest again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> couple months, couple months. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. So thanks so much again for coming on the show. I think this has been wildly interesting. I'll definitely never look at a sign the same way. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. People just drive by and they're like, oh yeah, I know. But then you really think about it, what goes into it, and it's fascinating. It is, and I'm glad that we're at this point where you know, brands stepped up and said, it's more than just what the store looks like. It's you know, how people feel when they're in here and what can we do to you know, make this as easy a transition as possible. Yeah. So thanks so much for being on the show and we will be talking to you again soon. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. You've been listening to another episode of Leader Generation by Tenlo Radio. Be sure to subscribe on tenloradio.com.